Um, so, I don't know if you heard the last episode, the one that you guys did together. No. Um, there's a little bit of you chatting before the, the music comes in. Which is something we have done, and I want to state this for the record, many, many, many times. Yeah. But Gurr, Gurr is trying to claim copyright on it. What? He said that that's a Geekachu thing. I think it's a thing that people have been doing. Yeah, it's people have been doing it since the invention of podcasts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I used to what, listen to the Kind of Funny podcasts, they would have like half an hour before they got onto topic. Sometimes. Like, yeah. they'd literally be ordering pizza first half hour. That's too quiet now. Louder. That's fine. There we go. Basically, no. what I think I'm saying, and I, I think I can speak for the entire LGR organization when I say this, is uh, go fuck yourself. No! We like her. <laughs> no, we love him. We love him. That's a nice guitar, Nick. Thank you. It's... All right, should we actually do an episode? Instead of getting up into a regular, uh, we've talked about that guitar, haven't we? You got the sustainiac in the neck. Yes, it's got a sustain. It's got yeah. it's the pickup. Yeah, this one here. The, yeah, the Fernandez yeah. sustainer pickup. Jobby, yeah. I've been looking at guitars. I want to get. An, I don't have an acoustic. I don't have a steel string acoustic. I don't have. The only steel string acoustic I have is twelve string, which is a bit <laughs> fancy, Dan. Bit of a different um, experience because it's quite. Yeah, you, ca you can't be gentle with a 12 string no well also the majority of acoustic guitars are just too big mm. in the body to play comfortably so i want to yeah. get a parlor guitar yeah fair um and i've seen a few but mm. yeah uh, i bought something frivolous on black friday instead anyway um should we do an episode <laughs> are we not already <laughs> Um, I've left my notes downstairs. Me you have notes? Jesus. Not me notes downstairs. Can I get oh. your notes? Go on. We've forgotten the end. notes. And get I'll be notes. back in a second. Oh no, right. not me notes. I thought you said my oats. Thought... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my overnight oats. Yeah, so, yeah he's on some kind of like... Yeah, he's got his fibre before. Two hours mm. before bed. Don't start that. Yeah, I have to close my door, otherwise I get interruptions. Thing is, what is he likes, likes, fancy likes, notes. My, likes my gaming chair, so... Yeah. There we go. Right. Fancy notes. Went downstairs and got my notes. Give you three guesses what Zoe was doing. Playing uh, spinning around Oculus. in VR. No. <laughs> Watching X-Files. Watching X-Files. Yeah. Nice work. <laughs> Alright. Right. Ready? Yep. Ready. Three. Two, Welcome to episode 192 of Labs Gamer Radio. I am your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight, Mark Chazzy Ray and Mr. Nick Case. Gentlemen, how are you? Hello. All good? All yeah. Good. good, thanks. Are you, are you happy that Mummy's back? Mummy's home. I think this will be a far more organised affair, yeah. Seeing, know, seeing you, as how you you've already... Did a really good job. Seeing as how you've already gone downstairs to fetch your notes, for example, that, that says yeah. that you are 
more prepared than we have ever been. Notes. They're not extensive notes. I just jotted down what games I played in case just, I forget. Just full reviews of everything you've played. Yes, exactly. No, I haven't. I haven't got extensive notes at all. Um, been up to anything interesting in the last couple of weeks since you guys last recorded? No. Just tra- no. Just travelling no. around London with streaming um, equipment. That's a straps yeah. to my back like some kind of pack mule. But other than that, all good. You always remind I me of like a, a travelling circus. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I did catch the uh, traveling I a little of bit um, of your stream. It yeah. was, I, I caught a little bit of your stream. It was, it's basically QVC on TikTok. That's it, mate. We're trying. Yeah. We're trying not to be. So we've, we're basically getting it up and running, and then uh, yeah, they're making it interesting. So yeah, the interesting it like, comes just before Christmas. I always enjoyed the the old Apprentice episodes when they made the contestants do QVC. And they made yeah. them try like do the selling thing, and I always remember the guy was trying to sell like you know one of those little trampolines, one of the really yeah. mini trampolines that you can just you know bop on single use ones. And he was showing how easy it was to put the legs on, and he did it sort of in front of his crotch, and he was just he had this little leg, and he was doing it in front of his crotch, <laughs> and they're like, "Don't do it there." That's <laughs> um, we've had. So the best one we've had is um, obviously you're getting lots of trolls coming through on the street on the um, chat. And um, yeah, someone said it's like, TikTok. Yeah, this what is did it, you right? expect? So, <laughs> one of the girls who was doing it is quite naive. And um, they, someone we were doing like a tech show for a load of like Samsung and Apple phones and stuff. And then someone mm-hmm. said, "Oh, have you got the new ER one action um, in you know in uh, in hard black?" And obviously, like she did, she just read it out, and it was like, "Yeah, have you got the hard black erection?" <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, oh. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh dear! So, Excellent yeah, stuff like that. I always liked the episodes of The Apprentice when they were forced to make an advert. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the next, thing is, I, I'd always say that, and it'd always be like some kind of. Um... Oh no, he's frozen. He has frozen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not frozen. <laughs> That's right. okay. It just it wasn't. Yeah, moving. you froze up for a second. Then um, bad Sorry. news. Check your recording's still going. Yeah. Yes, it's still going. I can see the wavelength <laughs> here. I always used to like. I always used to like the Apprentice episodes, like where they did the like went to like advertising agencies or marketing agencies, like to make an advert because you would always see the really beleaguered like oh, studio yeah. staff who had to yeah. sort of sit with these people and like you know like I've been there and I've done that. I've been the guy sat there as the designer when someone's yep. just pointing and going, "I just want it to do this." Mm. But also, think, especially when they're the sort of person that is a an, a, a contestant on The Apprentice, because they are all, I was going to say almost, but no, all all universally bellends. Yep. Like it's every year. I, never, I haven't really watched the full season for a long, long time. We used to tune in every year just to watch the first episode. So we could be like, which one of these people seems like the biggest twat? And then... Not watch any more of it. But when you've got someone like that going into an ad agency and telling ad executives how they think their advert should go. Yeah. And these poor bastards have to just yep. sit there and smile and go and with sort it. Of take it, yeah. Just yeah. have to go You're with the it. Client. It's like yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Not nice. Not nice. Mm-hmm. Usually the client goes to an ad agency because they want the ad agency to tell them what to do. Well, this is it. Like, there's the <laughs> old apocryphal tale of the, the Pepper Army ads that was um basically Two ad execs just got so bored, like we were pitching to Pepper Army, and um, they mm-hmm. were just so bored and they didn't want the account, so they literally just said, "Yeah, it's a bit of an animal," as in it's just bits of animals shoved together. 
And um, they did this whole like really kind of mad vile pitch that was like all full of subterfuge, and then they bought it, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> oh. God, right now I just had a moment of like epiphany. I never put, I never put two and two together. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an animal because it's like it's bits of animal. <laughs> technically, it is a bit of an animal. Yeah, yeah. what so, what yeah. bit it is? That's you it. don't need to know. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to know. Who cares? Wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> I don't eat pepperoni, but I, I will continue to not eat pe- pepperoni. Pepperoni, yeah. Uh, or pepperami or whatever. Yeah. No, pepperoni is good. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I, I don't have a train of thought. Like I was going to say, I lost a train of thought, but I don't have one. The train left the station <laughs> the train a long is, time ago. And I, the train was in the The train left the station, and I didn't get on it. I'm just standing, <laughs> on, the, standing on the platform in the rain. Um. Yeah, and Nicky, anything interesting over the last couple of weeks? Um, I got a new Apart desk. From, that was you got a new desk. That was in, and from what I can see, you're slowly putting your life into little boxes. Yeah. Do you know what? This isn't even packing. This is Christmas presents. These are just oh wow. I have a shelf. <laughs> okay. They're Christmas presents. These are all Christmas yeah. presents, mate. These, this As you can tell, we're, we're on cameras at the moment, so like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're basically Sorry. just looking at a post room. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally it is, a mail it room. Post room. It, it looks like the mail room in my office. That's yeah. a Christmas yeah. present. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I got a desk, which sounds really boring, but it's more interesting. Well, I say it's more interesting. I got a fancy. No, desk. it's cool. I got it's a fancy cool. desk. It's a it's yeah, a sit standing cool one. Your desk has a motor. Um, it does have a motor. Um. So I can now like push it up and down to if I want to stand for the oh. day or if I want to sit down. Or whatever I want to do, I can. Or you just... can make it look like you're doing really crazy drone shots with your webcam. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I wasn't going to buy this until we moved house because uh, we're moving house as well. Don't know if I've ventured down here. Um, which I was going to wait for my new fancy office that I'm designing to um, get a nice new desk. Uh, but then. Black Friday happened and the sale was better than I thought it was going to be. It was like 20% off everything across the store. So I was like, right, I'm going to buy this and I'll just buy have to everything. put up with having it and taking it apart and putting it back together again at the new house. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't know when I ordered it, it shipped from Europe. Um, so they're based in, they're an American company, but in Europe they're based in Belgium. Uh, right, so okay. it shipped from their Belgian warehouse um a couple of days after i ordered it which is good uh because they're all like built it's so customizable they're all built to order almost so they've got all the parts and they have to package them all together based on the options that you choose Um, yeah so like for example i ordered a desk a top with a contour in so i can sort of lean into it and it's got a bit of a shape i ordered the programmable memory instead of just having to go up and down um Mm -hmm. i ordered some desk hooks and things like that um and some more extra cable management effectively. Um, so yeah, that was all packaged. And then it went to TNT's warehouse in Belgium, which is near oh, Bruges. Oh no. Yeah. That's when you already clogged. Oh. Um, so yeah, I didn't have any updates for a while. I went on TNT's website at this time. I didn't know it was in four different packages. So it was in four different boxes. <laughs> I assumed it was just one shipment. Um, so what happened was I kept tracking, checking tracking and eventually I saw it, it cleared customs. Great. That's good. It's on its way. It got to yep. Dartford. Brilliant. Went to Bradford, which is our nearest hub. Great. It's on track. 
And then it said, out for delivery. So I was like, excellent. So this bloke turns up in the van outside and it's like, oh, I've got a package for you. So it brings in this massive box, which I was like, okay, that's a tabletop. Brilliant. And then he says, uh, that's all I've got for you, mate. Bye. And I was like, um, what about the other? Because it literally yeah, had a sticker on saying one of four. So I got into, I get onto uh, the nice support people who I have to say, their customer support, some of the nicest customer support I've ever virtually spoken to. Um, yeah. very nice people. Uh, and, and she said, oh yeah, um, you've got, you've got package one. Um, the other three are still in Belgium. Uh, we don't know when they'll be basically. Um, so yeah, that was a bit, a bit of a frustrating way. And then they eventually cleared customs and got it, got in. I think the difference was the desk didn't have any electronics, whereas the other three all had electronics with it. So I think that's why they were different times. So I think they were checking the electronics more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, went out for delivery again. And then I refreshed tracking halfway through the day and it said, oh, an attempt was made to deliver, but you weren't in. Like, <laughs> but you work from home. <laughs> I work from home. I've got a smart doorbell of which it didn't see anyone all day and nothing. So I got on with them quite annoyed. Mm. Again, very nice person that I ch- I spoke to, um, and she just said, "I'm really sorry. I can't really do anything. It'll be out again tomorrow." Um, so the next day came, and it was out for delivery again, and it actually turned up. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've got it now. I got put it together on my day off last week before we went to Hull, um, and then yeah, it's all good. Basically, it's really nice. I'm enjoying standing. I can't stand all day because my feet kill after a bit the first couple of days it was my back and now it's my feet so i think that's an improvement um mm. but yeah um, it takes a few weeks to get used to it right yeah i think so uh but that's kind of expected really especially after the last two years of basically doing nothing but sitting at my desk um I, that's kind of why i went for the change I, I thought i need to be a bit more active um i've got a very sedentary life so i want to mm-hmm make that a bit better basically um so so yeah i now move around have a bit of a dance if there's a if there's a particularly upbeat song that's playing at at that time um it's all good um (laughs) he's literally got a dance button on his table (laughs) (laughs) just imagine that you're going oh i like this one hit number two table rises and then there you are yeah away exactly um no, it's good. Uh, went to two gigs last week. Um, same band. We just follow them around the country a little bit from Leeds to Hull. Um, haven't got COVID yet, which I'm a little sceptical of. I don't know what, what the deal is with that, but it's all good. I can't complain. Had some great good. tapas. Had some good beer. Can't complain. That's no, my life complain. update. My life update. Nice. Um, I don't really have an update at all, to be honest, apart from, uh, I too ordered something on Black Friday, uh, and I too, when receiving the email saying it was dispatched and then clicking on the tracking button was horrified to see the name of the courier. <laughs> Yodel. It's Hermes. Yay. <laughs> Hermes, the parcel people. Um, which is worse, Hermes or Yodel? Yodel. Hermes. 
I have for sure. I have funnily, funnily enough, got another story. Actually, I completely forgotten about until this moment. Um, <laughs> Black Friday, obviously, I'd purchase. Mm-hmm. Went on Hot UK deals, and there was a a particular deal on. So I just, I'd had, right. a, I'd had a few beers, so I just went and did it and bought it. No. Um, and then it said, "Oh yeah, your 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 carrier is Yodel," and the. Parcel status is currently a big red exclamation mark on the screen. Uh, and it <laughs> oh says, God. the weather is not on our side today. Don't know what, what they're complaining about. It's not doing anything. We're experiencing yeah. a delay. Check back here for updates. And that the last update was on the 30th. That was three days ago. So that's the last update. Anyway, yeah, it was qu- quite funny because um, I just ordered ordered it. It was £65. Ordered it. Next day comes around mm. and just having a completely normal conversation with Claire and I just, I just randomly come out with, oh yeah, I bought some wine yesterday. She was like, <laughs> you bought some wine? And I was like, yeah, it's a Black mm-hmm. Friday deal. It's um, yeah. And she was like, how, how much wine have you bought? I was like, it was 65 pounds of wine. And she was like, so what's that like? Eight bottles? And I was like, no, so it's a good deal. Because it's 14 bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though. So, I yeah, you're going to Yod- two. Yodel are currently keeping my 14 drinking bottles of wine. Drinking your wine. Yeah. They're drinking your wine. Yeah. I did the same thing. So, I ordered uh, a new um, uh, joystick, a new, like, Hotas um, to upgrade. Because I got, like, a cheap plasticky one. Yeah, I've got, like, a plasticky. Um, Thrustmaster joystick thing that worked on my PlayStation, but now I'm on PC. I don't need to be shackled to such like you know basic hardware. So I I used uh, abused the Black Friday sales and bought a new one um, for a nice deal. But then yeah, got the uh, got the email on Sunday that had been dispatched. Clicked on the track thing, and I was like, and I was horrified to see it was with Hermes. And then from half past four on Sunday until four o'clock this morning, they were expecting it. Just, we're expecting it. It's like the, the parcel's been dispatched. It is somewhere in the shadow realm and has not yet reached the Hermes. I don't know where it was in the in, in between bit. And then between, and, and then so they received it at, at four o'clock this morning uh, and they're processing right. it, uh, but they're still processing it like, more like 14 15 hours later 16 hours later so um i don't know what's going on with that uh i i haven't i uh, yeah they're playing fights it's probably it. gone it's gone <laughs> it's it's gone i've i've never trusted hermes i've never had a good um no offense to any of our listeners if you work for hermes i'm sure you're lovely you're lovely lovely people um but uh, as a as an organisation, I have absolutely no trust in them to ever actually deliver anything, mm. especially not on time. Um, Box, the company that I ordered it through, were like uh, guaranteed delivery by Thursday. Yeah. Uh, well, that ain't that ain't happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll turn up tomorrow. I was kind of hoping it would turn up today because my partner bought. Um, Here we go. Yeah. VR headset. Yes. Um, she's not playing it tonight because she played too much Super Hot last night, and now her calves hurt. 
brilliant. Love it. That's not what you expect from, from a VR. From too you much, expect like too my much, eyes are hurting uh, or like, you know. No. <laughs> her legs hurt from I'll doing too much squatting behind squatting behind virtual cover um, <laughs> whilst playing in the living room. Love it. She pushed all the furniture out of the way and created yeah. a big space and then went in like fully on, on super yeah. hot uh, on the VR thing. Um, I've had a little play with it today. Um, absolute pain in the ass to set up um, sharing games that are installed yeah. on it through the Oculus store. So he bought super hot. Um, we set it up so that she could share with other profiles. I put my profile on there, could not access Super at all. Had to go through this really convoluted process of like logging in as her, going onto the store and downloading three free bits of software. Like I got YouTube, Netflix, and Prime Video. Then turning it off, then logging into the app on my phone on my profile, and then queuing up the same three bits of software to download. Yeah. And then turning the the headset back on and then logging in as me. And then all of a sudden it would show me all the software and I could actually access Superhot. Um, but it took uh, ages to like find the solution on the internet. Um, and then I had an absolute nightmare again today trying to set up working, getting it to work on through Steam, uh, through Steam VR. Yeah. yeah. It's very special specific about which sort of usb port it will it'll accept so yep. usb-c i got a usb-c port on the top and i've got a usb-c to usb-c cable tried that no no dice no, it's, got it's not fast enough native no. it has to be usb-3 yeah um and apparently not all usb-3 cables work either but no. uh, i've got i've got one um uh that, that works but it's like not a normal cable, so it sticks out the side of the headset. Yeah. So if I were to order another one that's like angled, Mate, so that I, it can plug in, I will you buy like you a copy of Virtual it. Desktop, and you, it will change your life. Oh, I don't want that like nonsense. That's all. Um, like wireless. you don't need it anyway. You don't yeah. need it. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a built-in wireless thing, but um, I'm I'm gonna be sitting at Tether my desk to, desk to use yeah. it. So I exactly. So I cable's fine, and then there's no latency at all. Uh, finally figured out how to get all, all the software working. Um, sat down and had a little play with um, um, thingy. Shit. Elite Hello. Dangerous. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's a game that's already pretty immersive when you're playing it on a big monitor. When you're playing in a VR headset, it's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so I played a little bit of that. But um, I'm going to wait until my new joystick turns up. But it's that bananas moment of kind of you're sat there, like hanging out outside a a space station ready to dock. And then you Mm -hmm. kind of just like look up and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're going into dock and you're looking up and making sure that you've got the clearance above you and to the sides. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even that. that It's also it's 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 like feeling more like you're sat in the cockpit of a ship. Because you can properly look around, and it's like, oh, there's the first aid kit and the coffee machine and and whatnot in yeah. the in the like you 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 fully um you get a you properly get a sense of scale about like how big the cockpit is, and then when mm. you look at the outside and see how small the cockpit is in the ship, you yeah. get an idea of how big the fucking ship is. And I'm driving <laughs> a small one. <laughs> um, it's just yeah, it, it's just kind of wild. Yeah, um, I'm looking you, forward to playing. You- have you a bunch got of into any driving games with it yet? No, 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 not yet. Um, Assetto Corsa, Competizione, and um, 
uh, American Truck Simulator. I didn't know you had to do some real fiddling to get American Truck Simulator working. You had to opt into the, opt Oculus, into the Oculus Beta. Thing, yeah, yeah and then tell it to launch in um, Oculus VR and whatnot. Yeah. But that's all sorted out now. Uh, but I, I haven't tried that. I, I, I literally um, like um, sat down with, with it in um, Elite for about 10 minutes after I got it working after no. work uh, and then had to go and cook dinner. So You'll be surprised how late <clears throat> much later you'll be breaking now once you once you're in a set of Corsa. Yeah. There is a way to get it working thing. in uh, F1 2021 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need a oh, third nice. party piece of software. <clears throat> um but you can get it working in F1 2021, doing. but I don't know if I want to. <laughs> because um yeah, too much. Like when I I've seen people like Jimmy Broadbent play uh, f1 2021 in vr and they play a lot of like a set of Corsa and stuff like that in vr and that doesn't make them sick but f1 did wow so there's um in leeds there's a uh place called vr simulators which is basically a big room where you can go and hire you basically go and hire a a vr sim for like an hour or three hours or whatever you want to do um, yep. it's, it's got the full it's got like the Fanatec direct drive oh, yeah. machines so you've got the actuators as well it's got have the, you tried yeah. it? no I've, I've not been uh, it's got the oh, it's man. got the Fanatecs it's got the you know the seats that move around with the hydraulics and stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah the actuators yeah and they've got the VR um, and one of my mates from work went and he said um, they did like three different race types they started out in something a bit slower and sluggish then they went to like BTCC type, and then they did the formulas. Um, mm. it, I think he said it was Project Cars three. I think he, 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 yeah. he figured out yeah. it was. Um, and he said like for the first two he was fine with, and then the third one, like all of them felt proper seasick by the end, like a few laps in. Uh, I think he said it yeah. was, they were racing around Canada. I seem to remember he said it's the um, it's the rapid deceleration because it's way more pronounced in a formula one car than it is in any other car he said it was being lower as well telling you being lower in the car you're so close to the ground and the things that are whooshing Mm -hmm. past you he said that really didn't help yeah um that's true but whenever you're like whenever your your eyes are saying like you're like you know you should be feeding these massive g-forces but your body isn't feeding them your head your ear your inner ear gets really confused and um (laughs) You feel a bit. Uh, the only time I ever I've ever felt seasick, ever felt like motion sick playing VR was playing Minecraft on the Gear VR with my old Samsung phone. Huh. And I looked over the edge of a tall cliff. Oh wow! And felt really ill. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Hopefully I'll be all right. I should have. Nice. I should have bought Half Life Alex when it was in the Steam sale. Yeah. But, uh, ah. There will be another one at Christmas, I'm sure, and I can pick it then. Literally less than a month. The next one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and there's plenty of other, plenty of other things to to play. I've got a bunch of. I looked in my Steam library and I was like, "What games can I play in uh, VR?" And it was like Elite Dangerous, and these racing games. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. To be honest. Oh, and Tabletop Simulator. Oh wow! Yes, tabletop simulator sports VR. Nice. So yeah. next time we have a game night, I'm playing it in the VR headset. Yeah. Can you use the controls as well to try and pick things up? Yeah, and... I have tried it, and I it's really so. fiddly and weird. Like I want to pick up the like dice between... and throw them. That's it. I want to like we'll have to work it out between us. But I did find it like really yeah. hard to grab stuff and 
move stuff around. And like, well, at one point, I was like a hundred foot tall with a tiny little table, and I was like, I don't know how to get back yeah. down from here. It's not and the said, easiest yeah. game to play just with a mouse. I found yeah. like it's it takes quite a while to get used to how the control style uh-huh. and how to play it. Yeah, uh, it, and it's like ten times more yep. with you know hand like mm. touched control. So mm. yeah, but yeah, hopefully I can get that formula because I've got the Formula One game in there. Um, that we can play. So, oh yeah, yeah give that a go. And I've, I think I've got Persona um, Five as well. Well, speaking of games, uh, what have we been playing, Chazzy? What have you been playing? Oh, I have not been playing much. Um, I actually, literally, just before the first game I played all week, uh, it was I've played just before the stream, uh, before this podcast even. Um, mm-hmm. God, I've got streams on the brain. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played Batman Arkham VR. Which was um, okay. Just went through the start of that because it's. It, I don't know if it will be by the time you put this out, but it was part of the humble bundle. It was they were doing like oh. a WB Batman bundle. Oh no! So I've got I missed Arkham. it. Oh uh, no! I think it's still on. I think it's still on now. Play, if you want to, if you want to get on it, but uh, yeah, if it, I think it's like three days left or four days left. So you may just get it by the time this comes out. But yeah, it was. I think it's like Batman Origins, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman. It's uh, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Oh, here we go. The Batman. It's got 12 days yeah. left on, on it. Okay, that's uh, cool. Batman, that's Arkham Knight, uh, Batman yeah. 3, Beyond Lego Batman 3, Beyond Gotham, Batman Arkham Origins, Arkham VR, Arkham City, Lego Batman 2, Lego yeah. Batman 1. Uh, yeah, it's it's Lego Batman and then the Arkham games and then <coughs> the Arkham, Arkham VR. And the Arkham VR game. But I wanted to yeah. pick it up, A, for the, the Arkham VR game, because that just looks cool. And then also, I want to, as it's coming up for Christmas, and it, and it's the diehard of, you know, Christmas video games is Arkham City. I might try mm-hmm. and um, I might try and stream that over Christmas or on the run up to Christmas. Okay. Um. So yeah, so I'm gonna do that. I think. So yeah, I picked that up. But I wanted it in a slightly better resolution than it is on the, whatever it was or whatever. I've got it on the 360 or whatever. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I've got that. Pick that up, and I've been playing the yeah, Arkham VR, which is absolutely like you know the art style in the Arkham games is like very sort of dirty and gritty mm. and kind of quite dark just and like gross. the comic. Yeah. yeah. Well, like it goes the, the start of it goes through the whole kind of like you know as per usual the um, you know as per usual. Batman, exactly. <laughs> Batman's Batman's um, like origin story, and you see your parents get shot. That in VR yeah. is traumatic in itself. But when you've got like this hulking great like fella who's got tattoos all over his face, lo- like looming right into your face with a gun, mm-hmm. that's really there's something that puts like hairs up on the back of your neck, and you're like, Oh, I don't like this. So yeah, when... there was um yeah, there's bits of it that are like just oh don't don't like that. That art style really in VR really does, you know, make you feel a bit queasy. And not in a kind of motion sickness way, but in, in a like, oh, I don't like this. But yeah. yeah, then also like being in Wayne Manor and then going down, like you know, opening the, you know, the Batcave and going down through stratas of, you know, rock and stuff, and into the Batcave and sitting there doing like it's set. I think it's set in that point point where um, spoilers, where Batman gets injected with the Joker's blood. So he's infected. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's you like the, the first little bit is like you testing your own blood. So you've got to, like inject yourself and sort of run it through scanners and the back computer and all that kind of stuff. And then you go off to find Nightwing. So where I left mm. it was kind of like 
not basically Robin had been killed. Um, you find Nightwing. He's been beaten to death. <clears throat> um, and you've got to reconstruct the, you know, fr- from his body computer, um, like his, his like armor computer or whatever, it can reconstruct like the fight. And then you're there with like turning backwards and forwards through time, watching a fight going on around you. And then you've got to mm. work out where he's been hit, when he was injured and, you know, how he got killed, basically. Yeah. And then that all got a bit much because the, the fight's going on around me and I'm just, it's all getting a bit like kind of, you know, a bit too close. And it's like, right, turning this off now. But anyway, <laughs> until I'm a little bit more brave. But uh, yeah, no, it's wicked. It's really cool though. But like, like just the, the tactile nature of picking stuff up and pulling levers and like, you get to select the Batmobile or the Batwing and you just, you like pull a lever and it just out it comes and it's right in front of you and just looking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was one that was kind of one of the one of the first VR type games that really targeted VR, wasn't it? I I yeah. remember um when PSVR was coming out they did like a showcase that travelled mm. around the country where you could oh, yeah, rock yeah, up, yeah. rock up at a shopping mall and play VR for like 15 minutes or whatever. And I actually went with uh, downtown Andy Brown from uh, Codet Moments uh, to Meadow Hall in Sheffield. Um, And I played Arkham VR was one of the ones that I played. And I remember you could fit, you can play the piano. I seem to remember. Yeah, play the piano and Uh, and stuff like that. Um, And then it takes you to the, you go down to the Batcave. I remember that. And then you go up to the rooftop and you're throwing batarangs. I seem to remember. And you like turn around and throw one. Uh, and then I played Resident Evil 7 and scared the shit out of myself. What was cool about that kind of like playing the piano and then it opening into the Batcave is just before you do that, there's a red telephone. If you pick mm. it up, it plays all your voicemails. Yes. <laughs> so like, you can listen to all the different people who are pissed off of you because you've just like ditched them to go and like solve, like, f- solve crime. Yeah, it's really it's quite funny. But you've got like the further and it's got like, obviously positional audio. So like the more you hold it to your, your, your actual ear. You know, the more it sounds, you know, like you can hear it. It's quite fun. Yeah. I need to get yeah, on these VR it. stuff because there's some really cool experiences you can have. Oh, it's like really that. cool stuff. Really cool stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to play a little bit more of that once I get a bit more brave. But, yeah, I've other than that, that is it. it. <laughs> yeah. The, I just bought the... the I mean, the whole bundle's bundle. like less than eight quid. You think yeah. for like yeah. three Batman games plus the VR game plus like a load of really cool... Like Lego Batman games because I think they were the f- some of those were like the first voiced ones as well mm. for the Lego. See, games. I always think it they went downhill when they started voicing them. Oh, the Lego know, games like the were better ones. went without sound because you just had like funny Lego man going like inf- inferring stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Was, there was something special about that. But no, I think yeah, I thought but anyway, I couldn't, couldn't knock it. And like, like I say. I've, I've quite, done, I have a bit of a hankering to go back to Arkham City, that just to get back into that that world. You know, something about like I never finished. Um, I never finished Arkham Knight. I never good game. But I never played Arkham City Knight. City had more of a more of a feel about it. The way you like you you traverse with the the whatever they call it, the kind of grapple hook. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you use that to sort of it's like a precursor to the Spider-Man games almost, where you sort of grapple hook, fly into the air, float around, grapple hook to something else, and you sort of continue on. I used to love doing that and just like just getting around the city and finding random people to like kind of fight. So yeah, it was good, but I want to I want to just 
I was listening to a podcast about it the other day, and it was just like, oh, I really need to go back and play that. I really enjoyed it. So mm. I think I might do that. See if it's as good as I remember. I think they, yeah, they still hold up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only one that doesn't really was the one that the, the, uh, the main studio didn't make. I can't remember Origins. the name of it. Was it Origins? Yes, yeah. the only one I haven't played. So again, I might, yeah. might have a little dip into that because that's in that bundle as well. So hmm. Apparently there's a couple of nice, really good set pieces and stuff in there, but like, yeah, as a whole, I think it's not the greatest right. quality. No. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, that's it for me. Well, I mean, there's something else you did play. Remind it me. takes two. We, oh, it takes we two. We played it together last Friday. Forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Go on in. Go on. You, you, you tell the, the lovely people about that. <clears throat> um. <laughs> how to describe it? Uh. So. It's like um. Oh God. All right. I heard it described in a review. Uh, well, 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 first of all, we should say this thing. It's, it's a Joseph Fares game uh, who gave us the incredible Brothers of Tale of Two Sons and the frankly awful uh, A Way Out, uh, which I played through with Nick. Um, yeah. And it was really yep. bad. Um, mm, and the first hour was The first was good. hour was great. And then it fell off a cliff. Yeah. 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 Um, so it takes to, I heard it described in a, in a review um, as Honey, I Shrunk the Marriage Counseling Session or something like that. <laughs> words to that effect. Yeah. I think it's quite good. So the whole thing is like there's this little girl and her parents have decided to get divorced and they're like, Mummy and Daddy don't love each other anymore. Uh, and so I mean, this is like the first three minutes of the game. This is the what very, the very opening of the game. And it's quite yeah. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. And so the, the girl runs off to her room. She looks out of a window and her parents are arguing. Um, and she, like, she's made these little toys that represent her mother and her father. And she cries on them. And then through some crazy magic um, or something, the parents pass out. And then they wake up and they're the toys. And then yeah. you and an other... Uh, have to go through a series of levels where you're playing little tiny toys and um, it's a 3D action platformer with yeah. cooperative puzzles in it. And that's basically the the crux yeah, of, it. of it. But it sort of um, runs in split screen like a way out did so you can see the other person's hmm. like interactions yeah. and stuff. Which is yeah. quite but it's a, it's like They've learned all the like lessons a, from a way out and then just made it like but they can fun. have a lot more fun with it. Way yeah. more fun with it because it's not trying to be gritty and grounded. It's like a, it's like the the first level is you're running around in like the big tool shed or whatever it is, and so the first section of it is uh, the big the, the the there's like a, the vacuum cleaner which has been abused by being used to suck up things that it probably shouldn't have, yeah, and the vacuum cleaner is super angry. God knows what else. Yeah, uh, and so you're you're running through the level, and all the puzzles are involved using like um, uh, Hoover attachments and like sucking and blowing air through tubes and stuff like that. And you're and you having to cooperate to get through puzzles, and then you fight have a big boss fight against the um, vacuum cleaner. And then in the next section, you're still in the tool shed, but like uh, my character had the head of a hammer, which you used to like hit things. 
uh, and Chazzy's character had like uh, nails that no. you could throw and then summon back to like pin things in place or to provide like stepping like platforms to jump. Yeah, on like you had like on. a platform that so Mark would hit the hit the platform, the platform would flip up. I would have to fire a nail into a certain area that would hold the pin that would pin it upright. You could jump on the platform and move on. So like there would yeah. be things like I would be at distance. They would split us in a way. And I would be at di- I would be at distance, and then Mark would be hitting jump, pin, hit jump, yeah. pin, and then I'd be like you know, f- returning and firing off um, like yes, my yeah. javelins, my nails, and stuff. Yeah, it was really like essentially really like that. But it's, yeah. it's like every single level has its own. It seems to have its own little like I don't want to say gimmick because it's not a gimmick, but its own like mechanic which completely changes the. The, the way that you solve the puzzles, it's it's always going to be a third-person action platformer, but the way that it changes up how the puzzles work depending on the sort of tools you have is really cool. And so the the, the next level, we got out into the, the garden area and um, you're inside uh, the tree, uh, the big tree in the, in, the, in the garden, and you're assisting like these squirrel resistance fighters <laughs> in their war against the wasps that have set up um house in, the in their in their tree yeah um and so you get a whole different puzzle uh mechanic for that one and like i've seen a little bit ahead when i watched the review uh and it's like some of the stuff so one of the things that is going on all the way through it is um the parents or that the toy representations of the parents are constantly bickering because they're clearly their marriage is not in a good place, but they're being forced to work together by this sentient marriage counseling love book called Doctor Hakeem. Um, <laughs> Doctor Hakeem, with his the book like of love. very th- yeah, yeah. Doctor Hakeem, the book of love, with his very very Benicio del Toro voice. Hello, I'm Doctor uh, Hakeem. This book of love is like yeah. very, very much like that. Um. But like a lot of the mechanics and stuff, like so, there's a there's a, a bit um, I saw in a clip later on where the parents are arguing about how um, the father never makes enough time uh, and the mother's not there, and she's she's saying, well, I, you know, because she's got a job in the city, and how can she be in two places at once? Mm-hmm. And therefore, the, the 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 puzzle mechanic for the rest of that level is that the the father character can stop time uh, and the mother mm. character can make a clone of herself. Yeah. Like great. clever little things that like tie into the argument that they're having as you go through. Um, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. I really yeah, enjoyed it. We've it's really played fun. like the first, we played the first two hours, right? Uh, it's about yeah, 12 yeah, hours about long, that, apparently. Yeah. So we still got a fair way to go, and if mm. it carries on being as fresh and as inventive as it has been so far, yeah. then um, I found I'm really it quite looking relentless. forward to playing some more. Like there, there wasn't a mu- like. You now you play a game sometimes, and it just has no downtime whatsoever. There's no kind of like walk to the next arena, do the thing. Like it is, mm-hmm. go from this puzzle into the next puzzle, the next puzzle into the next puzzle, the next puzzle into the next puzzle, and it just keeps going into a boss fight, into a thing, into a puzzle. And it just, it yeah. doesn't stop. It was like trying to find, like we were streaming it and like trying to find a, a moment where we could like enough downtime to kind of go, right, is this a pause moment? Is this a moment where we can, you know, take a breath? Just doesn't come because it's just there all the time. Yeah. And I guess what you can do great. is wait for the next cutscene. This is but, it. Right? Um, 
but yeah the, the rhythm um it, it's got like a rhythm it just keeps on going there is like yeah. Yeah, i say there's no like there's no lulls um so far at least i mean uh <laughs> there's only been two Joseph Farah's games that i've played so far uh and not not counting the stuff he did like escape mm-hmm. from butcher bay and whatnot but um which is a very very underrated game if you've never I've played that, yeah. i've got that um, i've got to play it it's very good um why was i going with this oh yeah um so there's been two joseph faris games that i played before this and one of them massively fell off the cliff after the <laughs> beginning so who knows maybe um it takes two will turn into complete and utter garbage but so far i've thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it and i'm really really looking forward to playing some more with you um oh, tomorrow at time yeah. of recording um we're gonna play some more yeah. so by the time you hear this that will already happen but hopefully yeah, you tuned out, in and look watched. out for it and yeah look out for it and on <laughs> yeah. sort of friday night because we'll, we'll, we'll try and do as much of that as possible because like i say it's so much it is a lot of fun um mm. Like I still, I still query like you know some of the award nominations for like best narrative and you know all that kind you, of stuff. You um don't I don't pay any attention. You cannot gauge whether a game mm. is good or not based on whether it's no, like, nominated like, for an award by like Jeff Keighley. Because even if the game would be had been absolute garbage, it would have been nominated because Jeff Keighley loves Joseph Farris. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, it's like that. And it? he'll just want to have him on his show to say something outrageous again. Yeah, um, but to, but to be fair though, it, it is a lot better than I I thought, and sort of from what it looks like in the trailers, it it it, it hooked me. I've got to say, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely did hook me in. So yeah, no, like yeah. like I say, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Ooh. Most definitely. Well, come but, yeah, on, to, can't, well, um, I can't wait to play more of it. Let's put it that way. So that's yeah, a, that's I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome, right. Hmm. Um. Yeah, we'll come on to another game that's nominated for a game award in a bit i guess but uh nick no um what have you been playing uh i guess you don't want to talk about formula one i played f1 okay oh Let's yeah it. It <laughs> oh. oh no so what happened in japan don't like ramen anymore <laughs> <laughs> no that's a lie i love it um, yeah. Yeah. yes you do yeah, so one of the things I think we've noticed in F1 2021 is that they have severely changed the aerodynamic balance of the cars so that when you go over curbs, it greatly unsettles the car more than it did in the previous game. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. it's. I don't know what it is precisely about it, but curbs... Oh, no, hang on. Curbs on old school circuits... Yes. Mm. Only yeah. the old school circuits. Seem way slippery. Way more slippery mm. than... Yeah. Mm. We've noticed it before, but its effect has never been as pronounced it's, as it was in Suzuka. We noticed it before at Zandvoort, which is another old circuit. I yeah. noticed it in a little bit in Montreal. Which is another old circuit. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, to be fair. <laughs> I mean that that and so the combination far. that we have had a lot of kind of wet slash damp races as well. Mm. Like that's that's yeah. always been a bit of a. Yeah. I mean, like if you think back though, like Silverstone was fine, France was fine, France was great. Um, Fran- to be France fair, isn't an old set, but that's weird. Silverstone is an old. That's what I'm saying. France yeah, isn't. 
France no. isn't is a new circuit though. Yeah, fairly new. It was fine. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Spa was okay. There were a few a few curves that if you got on, it was death. Um, mm. But no, apart from that, it was fine. Anyway, um, yeah, just did, didn't have a good weekend really. Um, curbs caught me out a few times. In fairness, I was doing great in the race for the first half, and then mm-hmm. I spun once in the lead mm-hmm. from no pressure. I knew I could I could see it coming as well because I turned into the corner too early and I got on yep. a curb I'd never gone on and that curb just sent me flying mm-hmm. and all the cars mm-hmm. went past me. And then from then on, I had cold tyres, so I went off again and again. Yep. And then... And you also... Spin, into a spin, into a spin, yeah. yeah. And you also, like, you find yourself because you're like, oh, shit, I fucked up. So then you push a bit harder. Yep. And then you end up... It's the same thing that I had in... Um, uh, I can't remember where it. What was the race before? Singapore. It wasn't Singapore. Singapore was it? Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Singapore. I was thinking of. Um, I just had a. I just spun a lot there anyway because it was wet. No, I, I can't remember. It was uh, the same thing where I had like a big spin and then I'd push too hard and then I'd have another big spin. So then I'd push even harder, which would lead to have another big spin and so forth. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, sector one at Suzuka. If if anyone listening is familiar with it, it's like a series of S's, um, and to the optimum line through them is to t- is to take the curbs on the inside of every single one, but you but we couldn't, and so you have to force yourself to drive slightly wider than you would do to stay off the curbs or to completely come off the accelerator Just when you're going over the yeah. curbs, which is goes against how you drive on every other track. And I, it's not how they drive in real life. It's it's some it's one part of that game that is not not accurate to real life. But it did make Sector One of Suzuka a bit yeah, dicey. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it went from bad to worse for you, Nick, and I I, I felt bad for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, then we went I, to America. And I went to America. Yay! Everything was fine, apart from the fact yeah. that. Uh, Queen Latifi rammed into me while I was oh, sat yeah. in the middle of so the... So you span on a qualifying lap, which is absolutely fine. It wasn't like a, a big deal. It was deal. practice. That's it. I'll practice. Just no, you're right. Practice. Yeah, practice. Didn't even and mean you it. Just, yeah, you were 90 degrees across the road, just trying to get yourself straight, and then someone just came ploughing into the side of you on the and yellow flag, got... and then you're the one who got the penalty. Like, you didn't move out of the way fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> it, was ridic- it was ridiculous. That ge- the game is so unforgiving when you are stationary and another car plows into you because yeah. the AI just don't slow down or try and avoid you at all. It's almost like it can't um, detect between those kinds of like grey area incidents, so it just yeah. favours the AI in yeah. in all occasions. You know, yeah, the AI never seems to get any penalties or anything like that. But no. we've both been punished quite a lot with silly penalties like that. Mm-hmm. But um. You're fine. You'll start what sixth or seventh on the grid. I don't can't remember how it works. If you if you qualified in second and you got a five place grid penalty, I'm seventh. Seventh. Seventh, right? Yeah. But you'll you'll be able to overtake most of those by the first yeah. corner. To be fair, Circuit of the it's Americas is a very very fun track. It there's, is. There's an, another S section, but the curves are not anywhere near as bad. It's forecast to be dry throughout the entire race. Uh, and you can overtake there, so it should be fine. And we were both, we were separated by 
two one thousandth of a two one thousandth of a, no no more than that it was zero point zero zero two seconds yes between yes. Us there was at a the point end. at which you both had exactly the like an identical lap time as well yeah yeah so we're very very like equally Even. matched on this track yeah. so it's going to be an interesting race interestingly in different sectors as well i'm a bit better on the first two sectors and you're better on the third sector by the end yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah so It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting mm-hmm. race. We'll see. Can't wait to see how that goes on Sunday. Maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. Yeah, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, depending on what happens in Saudi Arabia. Red flags. <laughs> I can't see there not being a red flag. There's gonna be someone's gonna hit the wall. Yeah, because it's it's oops all walls. Mm. So well, yeah, it'll be interesting. I hope they pick the right type of tires, or if we have a few blowouts, that's gonna be even more um, interesting. Oh, like Baku. Yeah. It'd be like Pirelli to fuck up the tire choice, would it? <laughs> Especially a race we've never been to. That'll be interesting. Um, and yeah, anything else you've been playing then, Nick? I'll tell you what. I've just remembered something else I've played today. <laughs> to bail Nick out and Nick will, yeah, and uh, and Nick Nick will uh, be appreciative of this. I played a bit of Destiny, but on my newly delivered Black Friday gift of um, a Google Stadia. Oh right, okay. I have a, a penchant for buying niche rubbish consoles. Um, I was very much surprised that it was completely lag-free and mm. looked reasonably decent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing we're playing anything on the stadium is just everything looks like it's been run through a Vaseline filter. But other than that, actually, it's really, res- mm. really quite responsive and actually really, really playable. So um, yeah, I was actually quite surprised. But um, mm. I might have to. I've got um, three months worth of Stadia Pro mm. uh, as a one of the good stuff on there. For, oh, I'm, I'm pro. It was like that weird thing where like uh, Game Pass gave me yeah, game like my game, one of my Game Pass rewards was like three months of of um, uh, Discord Nitro, and then I redeemed that, and then Discord Nitro was like. Hey, one of your rewards for having Discord Nitro is three months of YouTube Premium. And then, so I redeemed that, and then YouTube Premium was like, hey, one of your rewards for having YouTube Premium is three months of of uh, Stadia. Uh, um, Stadia Pro. <laughs> uh, and on and on it goes. Um, so, but, but I haven't got a Chromecast. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so I've got a Chromecast with it. So this is the interesting bit. That Chromecast is a pain in the butt to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me ages because because I didn't like because everything goes through the app right on your phone, mm-hmm. but then if the app can't see your Chromecast, like you can't then attach your account to, it, and it's just like it was such a faff. And like mm-hmm. I eventually got it working, and it looked okay, but it was quite sort of pixely, even with like plugging it into the like into the Ethernet port because it comes it has like a little Ethernet adapter thing that you plug it into in the actual plug itself. And then um, I thought, Do you know what? I've got this on my. I've got a, a, a an Nvidia Shield, and I know that's got Stadia on it. Let me give it a go on that. Absolutely perfect. Looks great. Runs amazingly. Like hooks up to the little Stadia controller. Mm. Like that is the way to go if you're gonna if you're gonna use it. Uh, yeah, and like that's what I was. I tried it on both, and like I said, I didn't have any problems with either on Destiny. It just it just ran. Just picked up picked up my account. On the cross save, and just that's it. I was away, and it had all the like the DLC and stuff, just ready to go. 
And uh, yeah, I think I've got like a £10 gift voucher on there as well for like buying it. So like, I think it was something stupid. Like I was thinking, well, this is the place to play Cyberpunk. Do I just buy another, you know, pay like a fiver and add it to my like £10 code and like just buy Cyberpunk on it and, you know, use it as a port like for... You know, when I'm out and about, just play play Cyberpunk on it. I guess if it's running off a PC, the Stadia version of it isn't fucked. Well, this is it. That was the whole thing. It was the best version when it launched because it was optimized for Stadia. It was like a special version, so it was like it it ran perfectly, had all the ray tracing, and like yeah, it ran really well. Yeah. So, hmm. but yeah, so it's it's a thought. But I just thought for like, it was like twenty quid. I basically get a twenty pound like. Chromecast Ultra that does like 4K and I happen to get Stadia and a controller with it as well so can you load on the um, Xbox Cloud Gaming app onto a Chromecast that I don't know but I can I can I can test it out for you can you load what sorry the Xbox Cloud Gaming app Uh, so Chromecast isn't a device or anything you just cast to it so anything that you can cast you can do so you have to have it on your pad and then send it to your telly how do you um have you got an iPad I'm guessing? Yeah. Uh yeah, but the, the the Xbox cloud gaming thing through there isn't a native app on iOS like there is on Android. You yep. could bring it up in a browser. They don't like, yeah, they don't allow it, do they? Yeah. Because um, Apple going to Apple. I mean, eventually there will be, maybe, hopefully, I don't know. Because it's not a separate store, you're not buying stuff through that that would bypass the uh, um Apple thing it's mm. the same as netflix or whatever but it's a game so that's what you do video streaming you, you buy the because they've got the, it was it would you just don't play it sorry no 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 i'm yeah. talking about like business the business side of it yeah. um sorry what were you gonna say nick i was gonna say it's because they've got the apple arcade thing isn't it they don't want because you're buying stuff. different the, the games are completely different, but I know Apple are going to Apple. Yeah. Um, so at least at the moment, because it's not a native app, it runs through the browser. There is input delay, mm. so I can't play Forza or games like that on my tablet with a controller because there's enough input lag for it just not to be fun. Uh, <laughs> and so if I was to cast to a TV, it would be the same thing. And I don't think there'll be a native app on an Apple TV either, which no. sucks. It oh, works through browser fine yeah. on computer, but no. Like I say, I mean, I've been playing on like the xCloud stuff. I've been playing Football Manager in bed yeah. with a controller. What I would like is something that has a native app that's going to run it without much latency or any, without any perceptible latency that I can play through my TV and then I don't need to get an Xbox. Yeah, you just I can need just like a yeah. stream. Yeah, you almost want an, yeah. uh, like your TV to have the the Xbox Cloud app. Oh God, no, 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 no. native. The like, oh God, no. The, the native like operating system on every smart TV I've ever used <laughs> has been the fucking worst, and that's why people buy Roku's and yeah. the Fire Sticks like and Apple the TVs. Yeah, um, because. Yeah, no, I, I don't like using the native um, streaming apps on any TV for anything because they all, they all suck. See, what's interesting is I've got a uh, an Android TV. Oh, the t- yeah. My TV has got Android TV built in. And mm-hmm. even the skin that Sony have put on top of Android TV has made it so shit that I went and bought a Shield because yep. yeah. it was... They, like, 
and they they both they yeah. both run on the exact same operating system. It's just Sony have managed to fuck it up so badly. Bog it down. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's the same as how it used to be on like um Android phones uh from certain manufacturers who would insist on putting their own shell over the top of Android. Samsung were the worst for this. Mm. And so they take Android and make it worse. <laughs> um Anyway. Nice. We're getting a bit off topic for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, had you played anything else, Nick, apart from F1? A, a no. bit of Age of Empires. Oh, okay. Not a great deal. Uh-huh. Um, we need to get back on that. We need to play some multiplayer as well. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If either of you um, picked up Stardew Valley on the, uh, on the Game Pass. Yes. Yes, yeah, immediately. Like what is going on with that? Like, I was like, we were talking about this last night. Yeah. about what new games have been added onto Game Pass. And then I went on there today, and there's seven more games. That's it, yeah. Just seven just <laughs> added today. It takes the piss. I can't keep up. <laughs> and, like, of the games they added, three of them were ones that I wanted to play. One of them was a game I nearly bought in the Steam sale. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Stardew Valley, hand. I might give that a go on the old X Cloud as well. Oh, Stardew Valley's incredible. Yeah. Um, love it. Love it. Bought it on the... That I bought on originally. Everything. Switch. Uh, PlayStation, I think, originally. And then I rebought it on the Switch. Yeah. And now I will play it again on Xbox. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Because that's the sort of person I am. Um, all right, let me run down the games I've been playing. Let me yeah, check yeah. my extensive list that I scribbled down whilst eating, whilst eating my dinner. The notes of Hamer. Um So, yeah, aside from playing a little bit of Elite Dangerous, uh, 10 minutes of in VR... I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous in 2D, uh, which now is now the inferior way to play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I that game I still like. I, I picked it up dirt cheap on PC because I think it's just constantly dirt cheap now. It was like yeah. five pounds, yeah. uh, which is like I can't really say no. Nice. And they've wrapped New Horizons into that because they have a new DLC called Odyssey, which is one where you can get up and walk around and you can land on more types of planets than you could before but apparently that dlc is broken and has been since launch and they haven't been able to fix it and it's a separate option under the launcher it's not rolled into the main game <laughs> so i'm not touching that at all i'm just sticking to the old stuff yeah. but uh yeah i had to start again from the beginning so i'm on the long grind to have enough money to be able to buy a good ship so i'm doing a whole lot of space trucking and it's been a really good game to play while watching nine hours of um <laughs> Peter Jackson Beatles documentary films on Apple TV, uh, on um, Disney Plus even. Uh, that, that film made really, really good in-flight entertainment for me whilst I was <laughs> flight entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played a little tiny bit last night after Zoe had uh, gone to bed and we'd finished our racing uh, at a little f- and I'd f- finally managed to work out how to get game sharing working on the uh, Oculus uh, quest um i played the tutorial for super hot vr no. um but it's a whole other level like i played through that game in the, the original uh, launched version but uh it's a whole new level when you're playing it in vr yeah. um every slight movement of your head or yeah you know yeah it, it, it and you're like physically account. moving your moving yourself to dodge bullets and like yeah. crouch behind cover and like 
um grabbing uh like like you kill a guy and then he's like his gun goes up in the air and then you're grabbing the gun out of the air and like physically aiming it and firing at the other guys and whatnot it's so cool so cool that's Mm. like if that's like your advert into like this is the kind of things that you can do in vr solid absolutely solid i'm i am sold (laughs) um i'm well up for playing Mm. more uh, I'm looking forward to playing Batman now. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah, I'll look, I picked up Tetris Effect a while back. Oh, um, like, yeah, I'll be interested oh, to see man. what you think of that in a in a VR. Scene, I had so many. Uh, there's that. I want to play uh, Res Infinite as well. Yeah, because I remember the guys over at the Cube Computer Games show absolutely like shitting yeah, the bed the new stuff. over the final level. Yeah, the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. Also, want to play Beat Saber. Yeah, I think so. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I finished unpacking. Nice. Um, which was very, very good. Uh, you know, I was worried that that game was going to get me in the feels, Nick. Yep. It kind of did, but not in the way that I thought it was going to. Oh, okay. There's like subtle little things, just like environmental storytelling. Um, like, for instance... Like you're going through this person's life, unpacking their stuff as they move into a new place. So first one is like they're a kid and their family's moved into a new house and you're unpacking in the new bedroom. The next one is like they're in their late teens and they've gone to college and you're unpacking in like their dorm. And then they're in a flat with their college mates. And then they're in like their first place after that. And then it's like you move in. And then like there's a first one where you're moving into someone's someone's apartment who like already lives there and you're moving your stuff in amongst their stuff mm-hmm. and it's obviously like the beginning of a relationship or something or the, the beginning of a relationship becoming serious and then obviously and then uh, you know something obviously goes wrong and then the next one is oh you're moving back in with your parents uh and then you move into a another place and whatnot and it's just like but like also the 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 items you're unpacking a lot some of them will carry over all the way from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. some of them will be like transient things that look like items like that this person's picked up because they've been influenced by the other people that they've lived with along the life that you see yeah, during the game which is life um, isn't it yeah it's mm. it's such a clever little game aside from being just a really really chill fun little puzzler Nice. Um, of like finding where to put all these things and beyond just the puzzles, like finding where to put the things that I found aesthetically pleasing as well. <laughs> um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly recommend that game, especially as it's on Game Pass. Uh, and even if, if it's not, if you don't pick it up on Game Pass, it's dirt cheap everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's on like every platform, I think. Um, so definitely, definitely pick that up. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> wish you could have seen that 12. camera the hands to the face <laughs> I played 12 minutes um, oh no do we have to yeah, yeah 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 yeah. we do I'm sorry I couldn't so Adam uh, played 12 minutes a while ago and then was like banging on in the discord about like please can someone play 12 minutes I need to talk to someone about this yeah because I, I need s- someone else to see it I yeah. started playing it when it was first released and I gave up after about an hour because of how janky it was yeah it's not it's 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 not great um there's a lot of jank a lot of uh weird character motions a lot of 
Um, not enough smoothing between animations and that kind of stuff. And oh yeah, it's awful. Yeah, like it's awful from, like from loops, a production yeah. value. It's like really bad. Um, the voice acting is not great, especially considering the caliber of actors they had. It's like flat mm. uh, and boring, and the reactions are just like, "Oh no, I can't believe this is happening." Sort of thing. It's it's <laughs> terrible. Um, but yeah, anyway, Adam played it and lost his mind in the Discord, and it was, and I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a go." Maybe he was exactly one of us had to throw, some bad throw ourselves on the like, grenade, right? Exactly. I know. Someone needed to share his pain, and I guess it had to be me. Um, so 12 Minutes is by Annapurna Interactive, who are the video game arm of a film studio, and they've made some very, very good games, some of which I've, I've like uh, played very recently and really, really enjoyed. Like, um, oh, what's the Bob Dylan-esque one? Artful the Artful Escape. Escape. Yeah. yeah, and I've really, really been enjoying The Artful Escape. Um but 12 minutes is one of those ones that's been like like rumblings about it for ages. It was a big thing on like Xbox's E3 stuff. Um, it's got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe in it. Um, and then it finally comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a bit, it's a bit, oh, there's some bad stuff in there." And then <laughs> whatever. So I go to play it, and it's basically like a top-down point-and-click adventure game. You play a guy comes home to the apartment. And then his wife's like, uh, she's there. And she's like, I've got a, I've got a gift for you. Uh, uh, um, so I'll give it to you at dinner. And then you have dinner and she gives you the gift and it's a baby grow. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And then a cop turns up and like handcuffs you both, like well, zip ties your wrists together, both the characters. And then it's like, where's the watch? Give me the watch. And they're like, what's, the, what's going on? What's going on with the watch? And then you watch the cop murder your wife and then kill you. And then the loop resets and it's like, oh, it's the same beginning of the same night again. And then you're trying to figure out how to get through this night. Spoilers ahead for 12 minutes, I guess. But you, through a process of elimination and really, really janky, awful point-and-click adventure stuff that would have been obtuse in the 90s. Yeah, you um, chicken type stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, you find out that... Oh, you... you, you um, um, you find out that uh, your wife's uh, the the wife has murdered the father, uh, and the cops there to like find a find his watch, and then you f- you find out that the watch is hidden underneath a bathroom cabinet, and then you get the watch, and then you the guys like the cops like oh she you killed him on New Year's Eve, and then there's like a photo on the fridge of her celebrating New Year's Eve somewhere else, and he's like look here's proof that you didn't murder him, and then she's like hey I didn't murder him to the cop, and the cops like all right fine, and that was an ending, <laughs> right, um, and then there's another one like I, I can't even I, I like my mind was melting at the end of this I kind of go basically you keep going through and you find all this stuff out and then you find out oh the father had an affair uh and the cop was like good friends with the father and the father had an affair with the nanny um uh, and they had a kid uh and that kid is the husband so the the husband's wife is actually his half sister um and that's fucked up enough as it is and then you find out that not that none of this is happening 
and yeah. the, the the husband character is being sat there and he's being spoken to by the father who does who isn't dead, who isn't dead. Um, and the apartment and the cop are all a figment of his imagination and he's being told about this and the whole thing of the cop uh, coming into the apartment and, and all this nonsense is and as the son trying to rationalize with himself whether or not he should continue a relationship with his sister wife uh, <laughs> right. that's so it. that's real sister so that's wife. the thing yeah. that's the thing that's right. the thing okay and I suppose it's supposed to be deep you're supposed to think wow wow this is some um, like is, is it is it type shit yeah is it is it morally right that he should or shouldn't continue <clears throat> a relationship with his sister wife <laughs> no like like that's a question yeah <laughs> It's yeah. so bad. It's yeah, honestly, you know, we've it's all so been bad. there. Like, <laughs> you know um, I mean? there's a very, very That's good it sounds like uh, it's article. Yeah. Uh, there's a very, very good article on Kotaku. I can't remember the name of it. I will link it in the show notes if I remember. Uh, note to editor, link it in the show notes. Yeah. Right. Um, I know I said that. I am the editor. Yeah. Note to me, link it in the show notes. Um, and it basically said that, like, and it was pointing at the fact that, like, uh, about a week before this game came out, a game came out called Boyfriend Dungeon mm-hmm. Simulator thingy. Boyfriend I can't remember yeah. what it was. Okay, Boyfriend Dungeon. Dungeon. Yeah, Boyfriend Dungeon. That was it, Boyfriend Dungeon. And there was a lot of like uproar and people complaining because there were not adequate content warnings for some of the content in that game, which is fair enough. Mm. There is no warning at all for anything that happens in this game, which involves the wife being murdered repeatedly. You can apparently in that game pick up the kitchen knife and stab your wife to death if you want to. Um, the way that you find out a lot of the information is literally by drugging her over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Uh, and uh, the, the, the way that you get the information out of the cop is you set a trap so he accidentally electrocutes himself on a faulty light switch and he gets knocked out and then you zip tie him up and then ask him questions and use his own gun to shoot him in various limbs until he gives you the answers you want. So not only are you drugging your wife, but you're also torturing a policeman <laughs> over and over again until you but- figure out the clues that you need to, fi- to, to get through these bullshit puzzles to find out that the guy's fucking his sister. And that's and it. That he's got that's a really fertile, ima- fertile, violent imagination. Yeah, it's the, yeah. And this is the yeah. The whole thing's happening in his imagination. The entire thing's happening in his head, so he can try and rationalise the fact that his wife is also his sister. And somehow, somehow, you're supposed to. This is this is nominated for best indie game yeah. at the at the game awards. But is his is his play as like you've got to try and empathise with him? Because it's a tough situation that he did, didn't know he was going to be in. Or I, is this, I have or is this no like, idea. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out where, where that's be, coming from. There are going to be some incredible video essays about this game in a few years. And I cannot mm. wait for them. Because I, I want to I want to know everything about the production of this game and what went on. Because like the voice acting is so flat and so dry. When when James McAvoy finds out that like the James McAvoy's character finds out that he's that his wife is also his sister, his reaction is so flat and so dead that like I don't know what you're supposed to feel for him. That's I don't understand it at all. They've, they've Do you think they didn't give to. them the entire script so he didn't know what he was reacting to? Maybe, but also feels like maybe they recorded some audio lines and then used, like, whatever. So, like, Edited something really fucked up will happen. 
you'll be on like your 15th or 16th loop. You've drugged your wife, tortured a cop, and then the loop resets. Oh, there's something horrible happens, and you find out something horrible, and then the loop resets, and then he's like, oh, well, I guess we're starting again. Uh, <laughs> and that's his reaction. Again. Here we go Record again. Scratch. It's so bad. I cannot believe it. It's it's so, uh, what's it's rotten. What's it? Uh, what's it's on? Uh, open critic. I've got to look it up. <laughs> rotten <Yeah>. tomatoes. <laughs> Twelve minutes. Open critic. Which is it? Just interests me. Like, is this coming from a, a, a like? <laughs> Like what are they? What are they trying to say? Are they trying to like say be empathetic? Seventy five percent on. It's, it's like it's a seven. The top critic average seventy five. Critics recommend fifty five percent. That is way too high. IGN eight out of ten. Twelve minutes injects a compelling time loop mystery into a traditional point and click adventure game to create original gameplay that complements the story's curiosity factor. No, it doesn't, Ryan McCaffrey. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Nothing about the incest bothers me in this review Eurogamer there's quality within this intriguing time loop debatable uh, though by the end you're left wondering whether the core idea is a good one after all <laughs> I mean that's no very, it's not that's very di- diplomatic and saying it's a really fucked up story <laughs> Mm, Games yeah. Radar Plus, a miniature time loop, four and a half stars out of five, a miniature time loop thriller will, that will burrow into your frontal lobe and stay there long after you solve the mystery. Yes, but for because all the wrong up. reasons. Yeah. Again, that's what they're not, so, it's all the bits that they've left out are the bit, you know, the, the interesting bits of those reviews. Uh, Polygon... Uh, said 12 minutes is an uncomfortable journey maybe too uncomfortable but it's like there's a lot of people who've like some people have picked up into like the fact that the puzzles are a little bit bad or was a little bit janky and whatnot there was just there's there was nowhere near as much outcry as i thought there would be now after having played it to the actual content of the game mm. yeah. which is just objectionable from start to finish it's the first time you figure out you have to drug your wife and torture a policeman to progress the story all the way through to the to the point where you find out that your like, wife take, is your taking sister. Taking out the wife, sister wife stuff, right? Do you think it's just the like the torturing and the drugging and the the violence and whatever? You know, you see that in other games. I mean, if you put that up against something like Spec Ops: The Line, or you know. Uh, there, there are other games that have done that and not, you know, no one's really, there wasn't like massive outcry about that either. Is that just kind of like, that's an expression of a story, you know, t- that's Tomb Raider. That's a war drama. That's a, yeah. that's a film set like, in a Tomb war Raider zone. was like, that was put down, new ones were like, there was, I mean, like Tomb Raider was the one that like, had people starting talking about Ludo narrative distance. Yeah. Was that, that mm-hmm. was where it really started. I like just wonder if there's, there's a little bit of, um, kind of jake like people just being completely numb to that kind of stuff in video games now not 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 like completely but just like sort of the violence and the and the kind of you know dodges not in that. this sort of game people are yeah. becoming not, numb not to incest a... no no but i'm taking that out of it. i'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking that a... out of it but i'm just like take that portion no of the no no on it, like, not in this sort of game not in yeah. the, not in a point and click indie adventure by annapurna interactive right. no. with willem dafoe no. and you right. know yeah if you took the script to this game and showed it to David Cage, he'd be like, well, that's a bit too much. Mm. Like, what's the Dark Anthology trilogy? Like, Men that's of Medan kind of and adventure all that. games that are, go yeah. into violent places, right? 
But that's the whole point <clears throat> of those. They're like uh, they're based on like horror. Yeah, they're know, like, like scream uh, tropes, and tropes, all of that. But yeah. that's the, the whole thing. Is, thing it, is it just is that, like... the, that this this was always set like there's a bit of a bait and switch in this of it looks like a really cool indie game that's gonna you know go along a thriller path and it just goes way beyond no. that. The way the way this is presented, both in like the artwork for the game and the way that the get like the game opens and everything like that. The way this is presented is this is a like a mystery. This is very heavily influenced by Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Right, okay. And Hitchcock would never do anything like this. Would never have content like this in one of his films. He just feels. And, I mean, and this was at a time, you know, back in the right. Yeah, back when you could get away with quite a lot more in film than you could now. Like it's 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 so bad. It's so baffling. Um, and I cannot believe. Yeah, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. Uh, and like and Willem Dafoe. I mean, he did a David Cage game, so he probably doesn't give a shit anymore. But <laughs> but the the voice actors involved must have not had a complete script when they decided to do it. Mm. Yeah, because I can't believe they would have said yes. No, it's so um. bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, I've still got it installed though. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't rage uninstall it when it's finished because I, I figure it's a really easy one thousand game points. Yeah. So I might, I might get the last few achievements for it. Uh, but fuck me, what a terrible game! I mean, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and like I said, on, even on top of all of that nonsense, technically it's just a mess. Um, full of bugs, full of which makes all those seven animations. and eight tens like so egregious as well. You know. It's technically flawed and sense. narratively flawed. Eight out of ten. Technically flawed, narratively objectionable. <laughs> yeah. Horrific. Do not play it unless you are really curious. Um, and if you do, then I warned you. Um, <laughs> Don't come crying to mummy. Playing? Don't come crying to mummy. Um Sekiro Shadows Die Twice uh, I played a whole bunch of this back on the Xbox One <clears throat> thanks to uh, past and hopefully future guest Andy Palmer who did the sneaky console sharing thing with me so that I could play his Xbox games on my Xbox <laughs> um, and uh, as I have with every From Software game and I will probably with every From Soft game in the future I reached a certain point and it was a brick wall and I bounced off uh, in that case, uh, it was three brick walls. There was like three paths that I could go down, and at the end of the, each of those paths was a boss, and I could not get past any of the bosses, so I couldn't progress any further, and then I stopped playing. Okay. And I felt bad about that ever since. Uh, and I wanted to pick it up on PC, because I was like, I could actually play it in a reasonable frame rate. Um, <laughs> but it's been incredibly expensive on PC. There's been like multiple sales of it on console, like over and over and over again uh and it's not been on um pc at all it's been super expensive and everywhere that you would usually be able to pick up like a code for it like cd keys or whatever it's been it's been perpetually out of stock there so i've been able to buy it uh and it was finally on sale for still 30 something quid it's, it, i paid okay. slightly more for Sekiro at a reduced price than i did to pre-order elden ring um <laughs> which is silly but yeah, um, been playing that uh, with a little bit of uh, every FromSoft game on PC is locked to sixty frames a second. 
Um, it's the maximum you can go unless you do some fiddling and then you can unlock the frame rate. So I've got it unlocked and it's running at uh, between 140 and 144, which is lovely in a game like that, which relies on pin-perfect parrying timing. Mm, yeah. um, I found the parrying so much easier than I did when I was playing on Xbox before. And I have, in a fairly short period of time, managed to beat all three of the bosses, which I couldn't beat before on um, wow. on Xbox. So I've progressed further in every direction than I did before. Um, thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, it's not my favorite. Bloodborne's still my favorite. Uh, I'm... Happy that uh, Elden Ring, by the looks of it, has a more traditional Soulsborne combat style. I think Bloodborne will than... still be your favourite once you play it. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it's but um, the combat is so very, very specific in Sekiro. You can't play it like a Souls game. You can't dodge all the attacks. Um, it's all about parrying and countering. Um, so you don't. You don't chip away at an enemy's health, you chip away at their posture gauge until you can perform a death blow and take their health down. Um, but it's very, very good. Uh, thoroughly enjoying that. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is an obscene amount of uh, Football Manager 2022. Um, <laughs> for good or for bad, I care about football again since... Yeah. <laughs> since you really do club, as well. Had a yeah. Cash since my club were were bought by a uh human rights abusing war criminal um <laughs> LGBT uh uh persecuting journalist murdering regime from Saudi Arabia mm. um and turned my club my football club from um being owned by Mike Ashley into literally the the most ex, the, the richest sports club of any sport in the world, apparently like even more than the like even more than the LA Clippers, like they're yeah, now they've shot to the top not only in football but in all sports, all sports the, yeah, the like richest club American in the world, sports, which is yeah. fucking nuts, yeah. and I hate it, but it's made me care about football again <laughs> for for weird reasons. Um, and I'm quite happy to spend digital blood money. Um, so I'm the Newcastle manager in FM22, of course, because you get a, uh, a... Even if they weren't my club, I've always had a soft spot for managing what fallen giants in oh, yeah. um, Football Manager. Um, and it also helps you get a £200 million transfer budget in the first Yay. window. So I've done quite a quite a... It's quite a decent job, I think, of transforming um, Newcastle without without buying like you know without going for Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland and whatnot. I haven't been able to buy any of those because the big big players still don't want to come to Newcastle. So I've had to buy cheaper, um, slightly less uh, you know um, desirable footballers. But I still managed to win the Premier League in my second season, like thanks to one of those weird like like the year that Leicester won when oh, all right. the big clubs were falling over each other to like drop points against relegation <laughs> candidates. Brilliant. The same thing happened in this season. It's like all the big clubs could not, could not stop fucking up. And somehow <laughs> I managed to come out on top. Yeah. Just stay um, consistent and taught us and hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good. Um, um, uh, uh, it had been a couple of years, well, about three years, three or four years since I'd really played a football manager seriously. Um, in that time, a lot has changed in the world of football in terms of like data analysis. 
Um, you hear a lot of things these days that you never used to hear, like expected goals and Thank stuff you, like yeah. that. Uh, and the um, football managers really embrace that. They've got like the whole data hub stuff. And for someone who finds like data, uh, like that sort of data, incredibly fascinating. Mm. I've found myself nerding out on the data hub section of Football Manager for ages. I love it um, because you can use it to find out exactly like, for instance, you look at the bar charts and you say like, oh, my team is dominating for the first, like uh, for the first 30 minutes of the first half and then flagging. And then for the first 20 minutes of the second half and then flagging. It's like, um, you can say, oh, okay. Uh, obviously my style of like high pressing, football yeah. is not sustainable with the players I've got. I have to change up what I'm doing because yeah. I'm running them ragged and they're running out of steam like half an hour into the match. Um, little things like that. And you can like look at your, uh, look at the polygon for your defense and be like, okay, I'm, I'm above average in all these areas, but I'm below average in clearing crosses. Something's going wrong there. I need to work on um, defensive set pieces and from corners and from crosses and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that stuff's really, really cool. Uh, there's still like a lot of weird quirks in there. So like I had a player who was performing really, really well in training Um and you get the option to praise him. So I praised him. And he was like, I don't think I've been performing particularly well. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I disagree. I think you've been doing quite well. And he said like, well, I don't think I've been performing particularly well. And I don't think I can drop this now. Demoralized. And then he was pissed off at me. Yeah. He was demoralized for weeks because I praised him for doing well in training. That's the thing. Like sometimes weird things like that. Sometimes you you try and be the nice guy and say you've not been doing too badly, and and that actually makes them worse. So I think yeah, you, yeah they it's a game where you have to learn to be harsh to be kind. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which just isn't me either. I'm always like, you did all right. You can you do better next time, and then they turn around and say, "That's made me feel worse." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do also, like though how little, in the team um, talk you can throw a water bottle. Yeah, I love you can, that. You can go love full that. Mike Bassett. Yeah, it love works that. quite often as well. And um, I, because I remember when they brought that in for the first time, like the team team talk for the first time, and and it was very much like sort of good, middle, bad. And now mm -hmm. it's just nice to see how they've progressed it. And now you can do gestures and like you can put your hands on your hips and, and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's good. And it's like uh, the shouts you can do from the side of the pitch during the match as well. You can yeah. like either, either for the entire team or specific individuals, like demand more or berate them or praise them or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot in it. Mm. Uh, which I thought would be a bit daunting, but now I've kind of got my head around it. And like, Are you on the console I, you know, version or the PC version? On the PC version, but I'm also okay. one of those people, I'm not like, I've been listening to, uh, uh, and Ian McIntosh over at The Athletic's got a football manager podcast, which he puts an episode out every week, which is really good. Yeah. And he's been writing articles for The Athletic where he's running through his story as Newcastle manager. Um, but it's presented as like, he is actually Newcastle manager. He's got a really, yeah. and he's got yeah. So it's like a like a, like a narrative. He's got like a really bad relationship with Steve Bald uh, that he's nicked <laughs> from Arsenal, and um, 
uh, and so on. It, it's presented as a narrative, and it's very, very, uh, very, very funny. But um, he goes, he does everything. He manages the <clears throat> team. He manages the uh, under twenty threes team as well. He Fine. like can, takes control of every training session. He goes and scouts his uh, opposition um, clubs, like watches the, the, the matches before he plays them and whatnot. I don't do any of that. No, I, I delegate say, I as like much as possible. T- <laughs> yeah. I just pick the team yeah. and move a couple of players around and then go go next week. Yeah, I do yeah. my transfers. Um, I pick the team and I shout at them. And that's about <laughs> it. And my, my assistant manager Ish. does everything else. Here he is again. And then, and then spend half an hour at the end of a match analysing all the heat maps and the reports yeah. and the analytics. Yeah, I'll stare yeah. at the data for ages, but then... <laughs> And everything needs to be done about it. I tell everyone else to do it, yeah. basically. Um, Love it. So, yeah, you can delegate almost everything. Um, or you can, can take control of every aspect of the club, depending on how like, con- how much you really want to get into it. Um, but, yeah, uh, since I've been, like, nicking tips off certain people, like uh, Andy Palmer gave me a tip about how if a player performs badly in a match if they get a rating of like 6.4 or below you can find them a week's wages and they never take it badly nice they never take it badly and their performances almost always start to improve immediately so what is that (laughs) Uh, less than six point less than 6.4 in a match rate and you'll you'll notice it um, after the match you like right click on the name Mm. and you go down to miscellaneous and it's like um, discipline player option appears. If they get a high enough rating, you don't. But if it's low enough, yeah. then you can discipline the player. And there's a whole list of options. But if you find them, if you find them two weeks' wages, they get upset. But if you find them a week, they never complain, uh, and their impl- their 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 performances almost always improve afterwards. Like there's little cheats like that. There's like um, uh, a little cheat that I nicked from one of Ian McIntosh's articles about. Um, attacking uh, uh there's a there's a, like a, a setup particular setup for um uh when you're taking a corner and it results as long as you reasonably i'd say like a couple of times a month or so or maybe even once a, a week if you want put in a training session for uh attacking set pieces you'll get an insane number of goals from corners wow. for some reason this drill just works mm. um there's uh, another tip you got, like one of my one of my setups, like you can change between different tactics. And one of them I nicked from his um, Newcastle story, which he called Resting Bus Face, uh, <laughs> which is basically, and he's done an entire podcast on this tactic. It's a it's a, 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 a tactic where you completely shut up shop and the game cannot figure out how to get through your defense at all. Wow. So you flick, so if you're like, you're in like the 70th minute and you're a goal up, Switch to this tactic. One nil to the Arsenal. You won't, and, yeah. you won't see any more highlights because you'll just it'll just be stodgy. Basically, you kill the game dead, um, and it's great. It works every time. I feel really dirty using it, but it works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've really really been digging getting back into yeah, the football manager. Yeah, things not going quite so well for Newcastle in real life. Despite being the richest club in the world, they are still. Bottom oh, of the awkward. table without without a win this season, and they're probably going to get relegated, and it's going to be really funny. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we should have fun yeah. in the championship. No, hey, a uh, championship's not bad. That's what I mean. it's competitive. No, it's good. 
Yeah. League One's better, to be honest. <laughs> really? Like, is, honest, that, is that where your club is at the moment? We are, actually, as a matter of fact. But I thought like, we were in there. I thought, I thought Sheffield United were in Sheffield United, isn't your team? Wednesday! Oh, Wednesday, sorry. Sorry, wow. I thought you were Sheffield United. Oh. Well, you should be Barnsley, Terrible. but, you know, whatever. I'm from Sheffield! Okay, I thought you were from Barnsley. I'm from Sheffield. I live in Barnsley now. Bit, Fair of, a tra- bit of a traitor. <laughs> sorry, I didn't... Yeah, all right, Wednesday. I didn't realise they were in uh, League One. Yeah, but... So you're down there with uh, Pompey, right? Pompey are in League One. Yeah. The LGR Derby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to be like, I prefer the football down here, to be honest. It's, it's a bit better. It's, you know bit rougher bit more mm-hmm. you know action more to it thunder, right? yeah whereas like yeah. So i was saying last night the championship these days is very much the second half of the premier league the bottom half of the premier yeah. league um mm-hmm. it's got too much money now um there's you know too many bigger players and just mm. actually yeah. you know it, it there's too much on the line in the championship to have a good time Whereas in League One, you can just go to the matches and never, you know, you can have a good time whether you win or lose. It doesn't matter too much. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, um, right. I think that's everything I've been playing. Sorry I ranted about 12 minutes for so long. It's not the first time I've ranted to you guys about that game. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. I needed to get it off my chest. Get it out there to the uh, people. The same thing happened to me. It's like a virus. The same thing happened to me in Discord after playing that has happened to Adam. I just went on a rant. Yeah. Like, I finished One of those it. games. And then I had to go, to, I went downstairs and I told Zoe what had happened. And she just laughed. <laughs> she just <laughs> laughed when I told her. I and then so I was cool, like, though. and then I was cooking dinner and I just like, I was just trying to listen to a podcast in the background and I just couldn't concentrate on it because I was just thinking about what the fuck I'd just seen. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Lovely. Anyway. Um... What's happening on various platforms? Uh, by the time you hear this, you will have missed us playing um, <coughs> more uh, It Takes Two. But yeah. maybe if you tune in this coming Friday, uh, hopefully we'll play playing some more. But keep an eye on, yeah. on the on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash lapsgamer uh, to find out about that. Uh, or if you tune in on Wednesday, um, you'll see us doing practice and quali in F1 2021 for uh, Mexico, Mexico I believe, is next. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, and then if you tune on the Sunday, you'll be able to see the race as well. Um, don't any, don't have anything else about that. Um, That's it. Maybe we should do... Well, yeah, um, um, we'll probably do some other streaming stuff soon because now I've got yeah, a VR headset. So I can, I'll, I'll, yeah, I can do involved. some... Um, we can do some American Truck Simulator convoying yeah. and stuff like that yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely want to try and do the arkham city thing over on the run up to christmas so i think i might start doing yeah that yeah yeah, next, yeah for next sure sat, like in the weeks weekends and stuff yeah, yeah whenever i can find time and i'm not streaming other stuff hmm. that's anything with yeah, yeah all of this it's anything i'm gonna do is gonna be late that's yeah, fine i'll that's get back from london yeah again for the first um, time in ages i'll be doing some some streaming and stuff over christmas as well uh, I will finally, and I've been saying this for months and months and months, but then you Final Fantasy XIV expansion comes out uh, at point of recording. It comes out tomorrow. 
uh, for people who pre-ordered it. Um, so I will finally do that. Hey, yeah, you what's need Final to show Fantasy fourteen all about? Get on and watch that. Like what you just play yeah. like a couple of hours of that. Get my head. Yeah, it. I mean, I absolutely would not recommend that either of you play that game because uh, <laughs> have lives. I mean, I, neither of you have time to play it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, keep an eye out on the socials. Um, we'll be doing some more streaming and stuff, and we'll be recording our game of the year episodes fairly soon. soon. So mm. start start thinking about what your games of the year lists are, are being uh, moved so you around can uh, let us know. Yeah, yeah, lists are being shuffled as I speak. I have not really started shuffling. I'll get on that soon. Um, yeah, that's nice. about it. So thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, been a pleasure. It's been fun. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Um, and thanks very much for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Ta-ra! Bye. Bye. Bye.